Good afternoon and welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. It is day number two of Husker Harvest Days. And you can find us right now in the Fontenelle booth where we are doing this show. And it's been a very busy, full day. And, of course, it usually is on a Wednesday with a lot of kids going through. Uh, Going to take an interesting look at what's been happening in the market. Obviously, we got some China issues that we're talking about, South America, as they do some Prep for planting. Add to it. The railroad discussions continue to go. Mark Gold is joining us today. He is with Top Third, and I like to let folks know, first of all, you are in our booth here at Husker Harvest Days. We are excited to have you back with us once again. And and let's um, kind of start talking, first of all, with this railroad. That was a listener question that came in that's wondering, negotiations have not been going well. This is Wednesday. That looming Friday midnight is really sticking close. And I heard today that they're thinking about starting the rail strike tomorrow for agricultural products. So if that happens, and it looks more and more like it might happen, uh, it's going to cause a major disruption to the markets. Uh, the basis is going to fall out of the bed. No elevator is going to want to buy grain that they can't ship. So that's going to have an impact. Grain prices most likely will get soft. You know, despite all this, the markets have held up pretty well considering the possibilities out here. But it won't be good. And rail strikes are never good for anybody. And I hope they do settle it before Friday. But that looks a little unlikely right now. Well, especially if you see a strike start tomorrow from the agricultural perspective, it takes a few days to get things back up and running if they come to an agreement, let's say, on Friday. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be a one-day, 24-hour deal. It'll probably be early next week. And, you know, hopefully somebody's able to step in and make a positive move to settle this thing. Because it really doesn't help anybody around the country. We're talking about maybe $2 billion loss per day. So it's not a good deal. So having said that, how, as a producer, do you prepare, knowing that you're getting ready to put your combines in the field, maybe you still have some old crop in the bins, knowing that this is looming? Well, if you have old crop in the bin, you have to ask yourself, why? You've got the strong basis. You've got good prices out here. We know that anything can happen in these markets. Sell the grain. If you still think we're going to see 10 or $12 corn, then spend $0.30 cents and buy a call option to keep the upside open, even on new crop. Sell whatever you need. Don't sell more than your guaranteed bushels. But, you know, sell. We're about 50%, 60% sold on our guaranteed bushels, and we're happy with that position. We have puts on for what we haven't sold. But sell whatever you want and reown it with a call option. There's nothing wrong with that. If you don't want to sell anything, you need to have some puts underneath you. And, yeah, they're a little bit more expensive now, but we're not at $3 corn. We're at $7 corn, and a much better insurance policy is going to cost you a few more cents in premium. Just be a smart marketer and have somebody like you in their back pocket to get them through this process. Well, you know, frankly, there's a lot of marketers out there, and if you're not using anybody, you should find somebody that you can trust. We have our way of doing things. Some people don't like to buy options, and that's fine. So find somebody you're comfortable with because no matter what marketing plan they come up with, if you're not comfortable with that advisor and not comfortable with the plan, you're not going to execute it. And no marketing plan is any good if you don't execute it. Very well put. Well, we are, of course, sitting in the Fontenelle booth here at Husker Harvest Days. A question coming out of the audience is, what is the demand on corn when figuring in the dollar right now? Well, the dollar is at historically high levels. We uh, were contractized just a day or two ago. The market yesterday rallied over a full penny with the inflation news. The dollar is certainly critical to our export market. As long as it's this high, 
anything really over 95 cents really discourages exports. Uh, I'm concerned about the dollar. If you want to know how important of the value of a, a currency is, look at what the Argentinians did last week. They said to their, their Argentinian soybean farmers, look, if you sell soybeans now, we're going to give you an exchange rate of 200 pesos to the dollar, which normally is 140 pesos. Argentinian farmers last week alone sold over 3 million metric tons of soybeans, which was five times the amount they sold the week before. And take a guess who bought it? The Chinese. So I'm very concerned with this high dollar and the problems that we're having with the Chinese, that now that they have two sources, not only Argentina, but Brazil, it could affect our export market significantly. That's looking at that big picture. Let's talk a little bit about China. They continue to have more COVID lockdowns, which is causing them to kind of pull back a little bit. What makes you nervous about that? Well, the fact that they haven't controlled it, that it keeps popping up. So until they really get a handle on it, these things can happen. Now, this was only, I think, 25 million people, and that's a chunk of business, but it's not a billion people. And who knows what's really going on there? We don't. And that has to be in the back of your mind. So the plantings, uh, progress, and the, and the thoughts that are happening right now in South America, we continue to hear they're going to be pushing for more corn, more bean acres. What are you hearing, and how is that going to be a factor in us with our marketing? If they have anywhere of a near-normal growing season in Brazil and Argentina, don't count on prices moving too much higher, no matter how tight our U.S. carryout gets. The world will wait for those new crop beans that come in from South America. And no way for us to compete, even obviously if we bring the dollar down a little bit, maybe give us an option, or are they just going to hold out? Well, I think the dollar would have to be well under par or 100 points uh, to see it really have any real improvement. The Chinese have made the indications they want to buy Brazilian beans. Now with the Argentinian situation, they've got another alternative. It's not good for American farmers. So marketing here, you still got $15 beans, folks. You still got $7 corn. Do something about it. Just don't sit there and not be prepared. Well, stick around, folks. We do have a lot more coming back for those folks in the audience. Of course, we encourage you, if you've got a question, send it our way. We will ask Mark Gold. We are at the Fontenelle booth here at Husker Harvest Days. We come back. We're going to continue to talk about some things happening in this market, a little bit more about marketing in this volatile world as we move forward and the harvest pressure that is going to continue to build for our producers as well. Lots of things happening here at the show. Lots of interesting things on the livestock side as well. Stick around. We do have a lot more coming up. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. It's time for the Fontenelle feature. I'm Joe Gangwish with Fontenelle Hybrids. We caught up with new dealer Preston Smith from PJ Smith Seeds, who co-owns his business with his wife, Jana, in northeastern Phelps County. So, Preston, tell us about how you got started. We got started with Fontenelle in part for the excellent products that we saw out in the field, but also because of the great people within the brand. Everyone is so supportive and will do anything to help you succeed as a dealer, which in the end helps the customer succeed. Well, you did a lot of research. Tell us how you decided on Fontenelle. I really like the focus on Nebraska and, and products that work locally. As I started to make contact, I just really felt at home with everybody that I met within the brand. And I know you hear the, the Fontenelle family get used a lot, but that's really what it is. It, it truly does feel like a family. If you'd like to join our Fontenelle family and become a dealer, just contact us from the website at Fontenelle.com. 
Welcome back now to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Continuing our conversation this afternoon with Mark Gold, of course, with Tom Third. And he is in our booth here at Husker Harvest Days as well. And thanks to the great folks at Fontenelle for allowing us to uh, do the show from their booth during this show. So we left off kind of talking about, you know, what's going on, Mark, with with Argentina, with, with Brazil. We look at the influence that China has been having. What other outside influences are you going to see weighing in? We know Russia, Ukraine situation continues to not get any better. What are you seeing that's going to really need to be on our top radar for, during the harvest season? Well, harvest season always coincides with October, and October doesn't tend to be a good month for the stock market. We saw what happened when the CPI numbers were released. Stock market was down 1,200 points, dragged the beans off their highs, dragged corn down. Um, and I would continue to be very concerned about the Dow Jones. Uh, if, it, if inflation continues, we're going to have interest rates adjustment next week. They had been saying up until this week that it was going to be a 50 to 75 basis point increase. Now they're talking 75 to 100 point basis increase. My guess is it'll come in at 75. But that still moves interest rates higher. It's still inflationary. They're going to try to cool inflation. But rents, cars, everything you buy, uh, with the exception of gas, is probably going to continue to move higher. So I don't know that the stock market will take that well. And as we've seen, it can have a major impact on the grains as well. Yeah, it's amazing that automatic kickback that comes back to the grain markets when those numbers or even Fed's even inkling of having a conversation. And a lot of times, you know, last month we expected them to raise it 75 basis points. They did. And the bond market rallied about 14 basis points. So even though you get a bigger number, sometimes the markets don't go the way you want, which gets us to the point of managing risk. Nobody knows where these markets were going, are going, including myself. I always say if I knew where the markets were going, I wouldn't be telling you. I'd be on a beach in Florida right now. But we do know what the risk is, and the risk is what we want to manage out here. And quit trying to predict the markets, quit speculating the markets. Just manage the risk that's in front of you. Everybody talks about what's happening over, you know, in London, you know, with Brexit and all that, where folks are having to decide if it's going to be heat or eat this winter. And then there's fears that we might see that same inflationary issues that are happening across the pond happen here in the States. Well, considering what Putin is doing with gas, natural gas, uh, European could be European Union could be very cold. No question about it. They need that fuel to drive their heaters. Now, interestingly enough, I think Putin's in a very precarious situation. He had one mayor of one of the big areas come out against him and asked him to resign. He was immediately thrown into jail. Yesterday, 49 other mayors signed a petition to remove Putin from office. That's never happened in a communist market, ever. So he's got the oligarchs mad at him. They've confiscated their yachts and their homes and their money. Uh, now they've got the average Russian against them. So I don't know how much longer Putin's going to be in office, but if it does get cold, it's not going to be good anywhere for anybody in the world. Looking at the livestock side here for a second, we saw some lower numbers in the cattle, at least on the live side, and then the lean hogs as well. The, the feeder cattle were kind of the bright spot of, of a Wednesday trade. Well, when you have the corn prices lower, you're going to see feeder cattle usually have a, a positive impact. I think the meat's a little bit concerned about uh, the Dow Jones, but there aren't a lot of cattle out there right now. 
the asking prices have been higher. I haven't seen what the cash markets did today, but I still think the charts look okay. looks to me that uh, feedlots are holding out for higher prices. The Packers have got to pay up. We're back to a full week of kill. And I think that uh, long-term, people still want to eat beef. If they can save the money on the gas, I think it maybe it goes directly into you know, beef and pork and good food. So I'm still friendly to the cattle markets here, and hopefully they can move higher, particularly if corn moves lower. Now, with that being said, if the stock market has a problem, that'll be a problem for the live cattle market. I want to mention that if, if folks want to hear more conversations with you, you are going to be in our booth tomorrow as well, doing a seminar tomorrow morning. Kind of highlight some things that you're going to be mentioning. Well, we'll talk about the risk management and anything they want to talk about. We'll be doing it at 1030. A couple of guys came up to me today and they said, where do you get your weather from? We were screaming at the radio when you said there was an inch to three inches of rain out here and we didn't have a drop. And they said, we wanted to cuss you out. And I said, well, look, guys, you're here, cuss me out now. If your listeners want to come out and cuss me out, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity to meet folks and to see them in the booth, get a chance to talk to them. All right, Beyond Husker Harvest Days, how do they get a hold of Mark Gold? They can give us a call at one hedge All right, Mark Gold's been joining us again. Thanks to the folks here at Fontenelle for the booth space as we do the Fontenelle Final Bell. As we always remind folks, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. And that is today's Fontenelle Final Bell. You can pick this up as a podcast at ruralradionetwork.com, wherever you subscribe for your free podcast. And that is today's Fontenelle Final Bell, brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.